Welcome to Elite Six Business Networking Think Tank, facilitated by your host, Danny DeHeck, the place where decision makers come together to share their experience, knowledge, and skills. Hello, and welcome to uh, Elite Six Think Tank meeting, and you're listening to um, one, two, three, four, five, six people who are members of Elite Six who get together each week to discuss a topic. Today's theme is actually getting money in now. We're talking about grabbing some low-hanging fruit from your business when you need to get some money in, and we've just got a think tank meeting in progress, but I just wanted to go around the room quickly and just introduce who's in the room. So, Paul, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yep, I'm Paul Starling. I'm based out in Rangura, up in North Canterbury, about 40 minutes north of Christchurch, and I run Canterbury Computer Services, and we provide IT services for small businesses and home users. And for a little sidekick, I also have kiwisouvenirs.co.nz, and we send soft and fluffy toys all over the world. Thank you very much. And Lachlan? Yes, I'm Lachlan McNeil. I have a company called Accor for Recruitment, and we're technical recruiters dealing with uh, engineers and architects and the like. And I also have uh, an on-brand which I'm developing called Earn Your Crust, which is all about the wiggly world of work and small business. Mark? Yeah, I'm Mark Scown, insurance broker with clients ranging from Auckland to Dunedin and the West Coast, based in North Canterbury, though. Um, I specialise in personal small risk, uh, business risk uh, insurance, but my particular speciality is being able to provide uh, restructuring of existing client insurances to give them a long-term affordability and sustainability by getting into um, levelled premiums in, in the core elements. Thank you. And Rob? My name is Mr. Woolley and I run Academy Antiques and Academy Training. Academy Antiques specialises in English porcelain and Academy Training specialises in teaching you uh, public speaking, presenting skills, leadership, management skills, basically anything with wisdom. Uh, Helen. I'm Helen Oakes. I am a photographer, a digital creator and an educator. And I also have some online stores. Brilliant. Lance. Hi, Lance Hasty, uh, owner of Con Technology Technology Business that specializes in solving technology in business and developing solutions to uh, get you out of that pain point. And it could be a microcontroller solution where focus is in the uh, agricultural primary industry sector with Internet of Things technology. So that's um, taking sensory data and using the cloud to improve your productivity and uh, business life. Brilliant. And uh, last but definitely not least is David Clarkson. Hi, I'm David Clarkson from Dynamic Communication. And we, like Rob, are public speaking and presentation skills trainers. And we also uh, do training around soft business skills. So I like to say that uh, we build more confident, more competent, more credible communicators. So that for people who have got to start and prepare a speech and don't know where to start, they can they should give us a call. And if people have ever sat in a in a business meeting or any sort of public meeting and and sat there like a stunned mullet and afterwards said to themselves, well, I could have said something, but more I should have said something, and they didn't, then they should give us a call because we can help with that. And finally, if you've ever done a presentation 
and at the end of it, you've said to yourself, hey, that sucked, then sure as hell, you need to give us a call and we can help you with your presentation skills. That's David Clarkson from Dynamic Communication. Thank you. And you can find all these people in the LinkedIn meetings profile uh, on our show notes. Just click on their name, it will go into their profile. I'm Danny DeHeck. I'm facilitating the meeting. And um, I basically help build people's personal brands online. And you can read more about us on our website. So today we've got a little bit of a different structure than normal. We're doing a bit more of a quick fire session. Uh, the topic for the day is getting money in now. And what we do is we break this into four sections. People's experiences with trying to get money in quickly, problems that they may have when doing so, some practical solutions. And then at the end of the meeting, we'll be talking about some takeaways. And then we've got some topics already outline for our meetings going forward. So let's open the discussion up. And um, how about you guys tell us um, your experience with trying to get money in from your business. Um, good and bad stories, all welcome. Who would like to have a, a go first? I'm, I'm happy to start it off, Danny. I can always remember back in the day when I was working for an international oil company and I was on the road for them the credit controller for the company saying to us that a sale has never been made or completed until the money's in the bank. Yeah. And, you know, just, just making a sale is not enough. You've got to get the money in the bank. And the quickest way to do that is have extremely clear um, terms of trade that are signed on to by new clients when they come on. That brings to mind something that I encourage everyone to do who's got a small business is have a way of collecting money like a credit, you know, like a PayPal account or um, a, we service I set up there other day that I really like is called Buy Me A Coffee. Mm -hmm. and, uh, often people will um, use my services um, and then I can send them a link saying, if you valued my time, why not buy me a coffee? They come along, they can select to buy one or 10 coffees. And um, that money goes straight into my account and it's no hassle getting that money off people. So I think that's a really important thing is to have a way where you can invoice people and maybe collecting the money from credit cards really good. Mm. I think Dave, uh, David brought up a good point there, which is, which is there's two things we're talking about really. One is, as a general thing, as a business, generally getting money, getting paid earlier on the ongoing process. And the second thing we we're sort of referring to is the special occasion when you get short, caught short. I've had situations when I've had, you know, many years ago when I've had bad debts and suddenly you realize that a client is not going to pay you and you've got salaries to pay. So there's emergency situations. But certainly on the ongoing thing, I've found that for me, good terms and conditions, making sure you discuss them with the client, the mere fact you discuss them means that you're happy to talk about money, but also invoicing quickly. I found the later I invoiced, the later people paid me. If I took two weeks to invoice, they'd often take a month to pay me. If I invoiced that afternoon, I'd get paid in a couple of days. It's just mm. they knew I was on the ball. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. Yeah. And if you have a large number of clients, there's an old saying, but I think it, it still holds true today, that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. And so if you're constantly at people who haven't paid their bills by due date, Yep. They'll think of you next to avoid the aggro of you make of them having to talk to you again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. And you've you've got to be debt collection, especially if you've got a large number of clients, is something that you've got to 
put time to and be diligent about it because otherwise it's it, if you don't collect the money it comes straight off your bottom line and that's yeah, an accountant yeah. speaking or ex-accountant yeah 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 it's true yeah. and for from my experience i'm in an industry that's becoming ever increasingly uh regulated being the insurance industry and so there's actually no quick um ways to generate income per se uh, I've got clients on my book that I'm working through a process with. Um, unfortunately, I've got a number of these clients who are all sort of deferring month by month before that we can get to that final application stage. I just have to live with that. In the meantime, I'm, I'm receiving no income. For me to, to try and generate money and quickly, um, it's really turning my attention to that group of people, typically who are younger, are now employed, uh, so they've got a stable income, um, no health issues on the horizon, and I can potentially turn them around in two or three weeks. Uh, and it's nothing to do with their speed of invoicing once they have made application. It's, it has to go through the underwriting, and so it's the insurance companies that pay me. But that's the only way I can speed up my income stream is uh, subtly change my target audience in that period. That's quite funny, because I was actually thinking in your industry, you just about need a side hustle, something else you could do. Because I think what I've noticed is once you've got your business all set up and you've got your billing and, and you don't even really have billing in your business, no. um, you know, then you can do some other activity to get money in. But it, just what you said was quite interesting to me because obviously you can go after a different type of clientele that actually may be easier to get because I know you, you're going for the 50 above age group. So yeah, why not start a new category of clientele? Well, it's not really starting. Probably 20% of my clients are under 35 now. So they are always there, but usually they, they process through underwriting faster. There's no requirements to, for underwriters to go off to your GPs and get records mm. and that all builds in delay. Um, but in terms of remuneration, they, um, I, I get probably half what I do uh, with a client 45 plus. Yeah, so your longer term prospect doesn't make good to doesn't make sense to market to that area in big time, but in the short term, you might just pick up a few of those jobs. Yeah, there, there is a spin off though, because they, they are a, uh, they become an early client, they're younger, and because mm. I'm doing leveled um, parts of their, their business, they're going to stay with me forever. So there's an ongoing trail income to come to. So, yeah. you know, there's no downside to it. Yeah, okay. Good stuff. Anyone else got any experiences like that with, um, yes, Rob? Um, I don't know the experiences like that, but my industry is slightly different. Um, if I need uh, to turn over some money in a hurry, uh, which is usually because I have to pay income tax, GST, you know, like, or, or have a holiday, <laughs> is I'll put extra items online. Or um, I will wait until all of the items have ended and then I will offer you know, like hundreds of them um, to uh, create some extra turnover. Um, it's about taking your stock and to uh, manipulate your stock. Uh, so that's how I earn extra money. You're like at the moment, uh, I don't want to earn any money at the moment. You're like, and so I don't have any items on at all and I won't have any on until the end of the month. <clears throat> um, and then I'll be earning you know, like money uh, for April 
uh, which will help me actually hand over the money that I need to pay at the end of April to the tax man. Rob, do you ever do like bulk amounts as a sale item or you never have things on it's just No, no, I'm not able uh, to do that. I wouldn't be able uh, to manage that with the type of items I have. Um, but like, for example, you know, if I've, if, if I've owned items, you know, like over a year, um, I've had an opportunity, you know, like, and if I can uh, recoup, you know, like a small amount out of those, you know, like and move them on, you know, then I'd just, you know, like prefer to move them on. Um, only if I need the money. If I don't need the money, you know, then they can just, you know, like remain on there as normal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, in terms of experiences, um, I certainly have found that in, in terms of this business recruitment, you're working on big long-term jobs, but if you've suddenly got to bring money in, it does disrupt that process. You can't just freeze it. You've got to keep in touch with people and keep that rolling. It's like trying to ride two bicycles in some ways and you they jump, but, but so I'll often do CVs. I can fit them in, but it's still, in terms of experiences, it can cause a chaos. Um, and there often is a price to pay long-term for having to dive around and find some money from somewhere because of that process. So, you know, it's not just the quick money in, it's the getting the other stuff back on board as well, back, back on track. So Lachlan, would you put that down as doing small- My experience is it causes chaos. It stops, it's, so there is a price to pay for doing cheap jobs. I mean, look at Danny, if he suddenly started doing cheap websites, that causes disruption to what he's doing on his, on his quality website. So, so you've got to consider it. Um, but but yeah, that's right. So that's yeah. In terms of my experiences um, in my CAD business, uh, that was quite hard. Um, get picking work up because we did work for engineering companies. So how do you suddenly pick up work? But what it was, what I did do is I found printing out the big plans earned me money. So I, I, I would I would put I would just sometimes put a quick advert out and say, look, I can I can plot drawings for you. And we get that sometimes, but it was quite difficult. I wish I had a side gig going on in, in my previous business, my CAD business. Yeah. Okay, guys, just um, respect to time. We're not going to be recording this as long as we did previously, but um, so we're sort of quick fire more than anything, really. So, mm -hmm. are there any problems that we're having with getting money in? Well, I think that's the problem that, that if money, money dries up, that, that is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it often reflects the amount or level of activity you've done in the preceding month or or months. And in my my industry, when I talk to the business development managers from any particular insurance company, they're always saying to me, you know, Mark, you just got to keep coming in at the top of the funnel. You just got to keep putting stuff in there. Mm. And um, you know, that sort of mantra has probably been around for you know decades. Uh, and it's it's true. Although, um, you know, you don't want to think that you're just trying to, to um, feed stuff in because you're actually trying to, de to deliver a quality product yeah. uh, and, and so on to people. Sure. That, 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 that's true. Well, but the problems I've had is clients ghosting you. You're working away, busy, busy, busy. You make a placement or something like that. And then suddenly, you know, it's, my, my, my bills are generally paid within seven days, seven days, 10 days, 14 days. 21 days and you've seen them emails no reply so that's one of my problems just you know, no 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 communication 
Well, one thing I found useful because most of my guys are on subscriptions and a lot of them are used to paying on the 20th of the month. So I basically double billed everybody one month. So they were a month in hand. And I also have my um, account system set up that if it's they're due to pay, they get the reminder email. And if they don't pay, they get a reminder every seven days. Um, the only downside to that is you've got to keep up with when money goes in the bank, you've got to make sure that you put it in the system. Otherwise, customers will get upset because they get a reminder for something they've already paid for. Gotcha. But I found that really improved the cash flow. People that yeah. were traditionally not paying for a month and now they've got used to the fact that they're getting all these emails. Yeah. They don't like the emails, so they're just paying. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's more of a solution. But I tell you what I found in terms of problems mm. is, is when you offer a discount, next time you're back on track normally, they always remember the discount. Mm. You know, that's the problem. Put the price up. They only get the discount if they pay on time. But, but the trouble is, is they, is, 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 you know, temptation sometimes, like Danny, if he says, oh, like, I'll do your website for, for $1,000 or 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, next time people come back, they say, oh, I'll have one of those $500 websites. And you think, well, you know, that's not on offer anymore. And then yeah. you feel like the bad guy. So that's one of the problems. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it, if, if you've got a discounting thing going and you say, you, all you've got to do basically is say it is for a set period of time Full yeah. stop, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and then the offer c- concludes or finishes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I think the, um, the the electricity companies have pretty well nailed it with their um, you know 10 percent surcharge, but if you pay on time, it'll be this price, mm-hmm. and that people just don't like doing that, so they're still maintaining their their um, budgeted amount. Um, but there's that 10% inducement in there. So they're not really genuinely giving a 10% discount. They've probably increased the whole charge across the screen by 10%. And if you pay quickly, you you, mm. you can get it. Yeah, yeah. Have $8,000 outstanding on $60 a month invoicing. And so do the mass on that. And then I introduced a $15 late fee and I got $5,000 in within a month. Wow. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, so the solution is people just not taking you seriously, then, Danny, is it? Yeah. And you're not, you're not, and it's what Paul says is, is the, the, the problem is that you're you're out of people's minds. Yeah. And having real-time credit card processing is brilliant for me. Okay. Somebody the other day said, "Why don't you set up PolyPay, which is basically a, a a direct debit system, which works very similar to credit card processing?" And I'm going, but then I had to pay another. Hundred or two hundred dollars to get that set up on my website for the few people that don't know how to set up a, a monthly mm. payment on the same day. Yeah. Mm. The other tip I'd share is I, once upon a time I used to have hundred people pay me a monthly fee and I used to charge them on the first of the month and that's how I pay my bills on the twentieth. And like Paul said earlier, well then I used to double bill them. <laughs> you know, we're six weeks ahead. But I found that a lot of people had money on the first to pay their bills because they got paid on the 25th or 26th from their people. And then the money on the first wasn't really a biggie because they had money in their account rather than telling me I don't have any money at the moment to pay your bill. Okay. Um, Rob, when you're putting your stuff online, do you do sort of discount? If you if you want to get money in the door, would you discount that to get it in quicker? Yeah, there's a few um, 
tactics I have, you know, and it's interesting hearing everybody else's uh, solution to the problem or the cost of, of offering a discount. If I've got a regular customer, like most of uh, 90% of my customers are quite happy to pay standard price. Um, if I discount, I'm training all of them to expect a lower price. Yeah. And the, the the secret is how can I um, offer the discount to the ones who will need it to buy, but not to anybody else. And the easy way you know, like for me to do that is that, you know, like you run an auction at the normal amount and after the auction has expired, you offer it and you offer it to everybody who doesn't normally buy from you. Yeah. Um because the last thing you want to do is if a person is in the habit of purchasing an $80 item is to ever hand them an item below 80 bucks because then their expectation has decreased. Right. And yeah, you know, like there's no way in my industry that I can say, yeah, you know, like, well, that was you know, like a one-off because there is no one-off. Yeah. You know, uh, so, the expectation yeah. is you got it once, you're gonna get it all the time. I think I think that one thing that I'm hearing and maybe being reminded is that if we want cash in, we have to pay for it. Yeah. That's a good, I think that's absolutely right. It costs. Yeah. And, and, and Rob, if you, I, I'm a firm believer, if, if you do decide to do discounting, um, you guys you know, hear? even even if it's just a one-off thing. Can you guys not hear us? Yeah. Can, can you hear me? Yep. yep. You can hear me talking? No. Yep. Yep. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I just want to make sure. All right, carry on, David. So, no, start again. If you're giving a discount or making a special offer, key thing always is to put the full price on the invoice and then line below it, less um, negotiated uh, discount, less summertime's discount ends 31st of March, something rather like that, and then give them the discount and then show the net price. That way then, they are, it, it reinforces in their mind that in actual fact, they are getting something less than, you know, they, that they are getting a discount, but that it's not normal. Yeah, that's true. So, so can we put in terms of problems, there's two problems we identified. One is that people, uh, people think that the discount is, is sort of forever. And the second thing is that Rob said is it costs money. All just getting money and quickly costs money. Mm, mm. So they, they are problems. Good stuff, guys. All right. Often it can be a fair chunk of your profit. Well, just... I think I think a solution here because I do have a, a wouldn't say it's, it's a solution. It's a solution that I have, and that is is that I put all of my items on, but they're not active, which means you know I can hit them on or hit them off. Yeah. Uh, whenever I want. So I guess a solution to um, get money in or, or to avoid needing to get the money in is to plan, uh, work out how, how much money am I going to have or require at any particular time? Yeah, solution, do your cash flow, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, the other planning to go with that and we've talked about it in other sessions, is have a systematic approach to it. So that if yeah. you normally do it, if you send your accounts out and they're 
they're um, due for whenever they're due. Yeah. But, you know, within a week after they've come in, you review who's paid and who hasn't, and yeah. you straight away get into the people who haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so just um, to keep the meeting on track there, so that uh, we're on to solutions now more than problems, but is there anything else that you can think of that could have been a problem or we... Well, we mentioned a couple of those before. It costs money to, 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 to get money in quickly. It costs, yeah. It's like saying you need to go on a road trip when you've got no petrol in the tank. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then and, and the other one was that um that you if you if you don't if people get used to discounts, they think they're the norm. Yeah. Um the, the other thing in problems, Danny, is a good customer who's suddenly late and you don't want to upset the relationship by asking for money. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, you just yeah, you don't want don't want to face them, yeah. True. Yeah. And then, I, think, I think another one as well is that in reality, right, we can't always um, increase uh, revenue if we want, which means, you know, like we've got to, you know, like ask for an overdraft, you know, like or anything along the lines of that. Yeah. And um, right, an overdraft is not always approved and overdrafts do cost extra money as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point, actually, if you're financing other people's... Um, yeah. Theoretically, aren't you with an overdraft? Yeah, using the, using me as a bank. Yeah. You know, mm. The problem is embarrassment, frankly. You know, this, I just think you put the embarrassment. There's the embarrassment of, of having to chase money. Well, how do you think I felt when I had $8,000 outstanding from my members, which I love? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saying, oh, I know. So the, the embarrassment, I think we need to put that down as a problem. Yeah, it is. Well, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what that was the thing I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just need to, I just want to get it on the list. They're really good points. Um, yeah, great points. How do you spell embarrassment? E-M-B-A-R-B-S-S-E-M-B-A-R-B-S-S-E-M-B-A-R-B-S-S-E-M-B-A-R-B-S-S-E-M-B-A-R-B-S-S-E-M-B-A-R-B-S-S-E-M-
what I did, I sent him a text with my bank account number on it because he couldn't log in to get my bank account number and with right. the amount to pay. Yeah. And he's just ignored me. I mean, yeah. you know, am I looking like an idiot because I'm going after 50 bucks? No. 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 I, th I think you are if you go hard. Yeah. Um, well, you go hard. You see, to me, um, I, when I started, um, in fact, now that I think about it, I've never gone hard after money. You know, like you just, you know, like you wait here, you know, like, and you wait for it to, yeah. until you know, like arrive in. You know, like if I don't get any money off a trade me after a purchase for about three weeks, it would have to be. Um, you know, like I emailed them and asked them, have, have you paid because I can't see it? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, like, and is there an issue? You know, like, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, I guess I guess I'm in a good position in a way. I have no power at all. So if if a purchaser purchases all for me and decides to yellow to alter their mind, there is nothing I can do about it. I accept there is nothing I can do about it. And so you know, like you don't get all huffy about it. So what's the solution there, Rob? Uh, the solution is is that don't worried too much about money sometimes be prepared to walk away yeah don't let it grind you down remember there's a cost you an ongoing chase chasing a 50 dollar bill to spend a day chasing 50 bucks it's probably not worth it um oh, i just i just literally delete the invoice and um and take them out of my contacts yeah. and you know and that's what i do because it's not at one point 50 dollars not worth it but if i was chasing five thousand dollars and i had done the work and the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. me, then I, it's you know, then you have your terms and conditions, and that's where you chase it. But I'm not worried about fifty dollars. But no. how, I think I feel stupid actually going after it now. And like, um, don't be unembarrassable. But I mean, the guy offered; he knew the price, and then he's he, just, he has put you in a position of of you are having to pay because you are now uncomfortable, etc., 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 because of him. Um, I ended up in that position, you know, like earlier on in the week where, you know, like a lady had purchased a plate off me. She hadn't paid the postage. I asked if it was um, going to be a pickup. And she said, no, no, you know, it's to Auckland. How much? Well, everybody who has bought off Academy for the last 15 years knows that it's eight bucks. Wouldn't really matter where you're sending it to. And I said, it's eight bucks. And she said, oh, but can't you put it in a blah, blah, blah. I said, it's eight bucks. Do you not want to purchase your plate? I'm fine either way. And she didn't come back. So I just, you know, like refunded her money. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think if it, for, for, yeah, for closure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Don't get stupid about it. Helen's never speak. She's getting pissed off that no one's listening to her. Okay, Helen. Uh, can people listen? Try not to over talk each other because I'm getting it here. <laughs> oh I was just going to say with Rob that you don't need to send the goods until you get the money. So that's a good thing for you. Yeah, yeah. so just covered. Yes. Yeah. And if you do the service, then you're waiting for the money. So, yeah, good for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, spare a thought in my industry, I can do all the work and all the service and the statements of advice. And at the end of the day, if they then say, well, no, uh, you're potentially down 10 or 20 hours of your time and it's non-billable. Mm. Mm. So the same thing in recruitment, you can do a lot of work for nothing. But my, my CAD business was the worst for that. You deliver a whole set of drawings to someone, once they have the drawings, 
had all the value. You've done all the work. Um, and I did have a few people just never pay me. Did you not put, for that Lachlan, couldn't you put them in a protected, um, what do you call it, PDF document that expires after a certain period of time? No, they, these are often where we, these, made, funny enough, developers were always the worst problem. And, and you would, because they didn't have their own facilities, you'd actually have everything they could give to a client. And it was always on a tight deadline. Mm-hmm. You often deliver it in good faith. And then that, that um, they were just not paid because they always had better places for the money. Engineers, architects, absolutely fine. Never a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't nearly protect them because they often have to, for engineers, they need those files to be able to use in their system, even to check them. Well, you know? I guess the only thing you can do is keep it all online and they can't download it till they pay. Yeah, this was many years ago. I had a care yeah. business, so I was a bit more basic yeah. then. But, but honestly, the grief, of course, just was a thing. And that, saying that having it online sounds great, but there's a big setup in some of that sort of stuff and having system around that can be a nightmare setting up in, in itself. Yeah. yeah. I was just one thing we didn't discuss, which just came in my mind, it's probably just about going out as I'm talking. Oh, the customers that you do look after are the ones that pay promptly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing too is those are the ones that you know you'll drop everything for because they always pay promptly. And that's how I view my bills when I'm paying them. I, I don't pay on the due date. I usually pay as soon as I can. Mm. straight away knowing hopefully that's how they they work out mm. I, I, th- I think there's another uh, small point here uh, yeah. but it is an important one uh, all right, enjoy your day Mark okay. I gotta go see you Mark catch you next week and Listen. that is that if we're after cash in a hurry we're probably after the cash in a hurry for our own bills or or holiday you know like or whatever it is and that most people are understanding if you explain um, you don't have the money and if you tell them when the others are going to have all of the money that they need as well. And so, you know, we can explain it uh, the other way too. That um, good communication, I think, would yeah. be... Um, but I personally feel embarrassed if I tell people I don't have the money to pay. And I think a lot of people assume that you can bankroll them and I shouldn't really have that discussion with them. I, I don't know why that seems unusual, but I do feel that some people seem to think asking for money does seem to be an unusual thing in a way because um, I just don't understand why people don't pay their bills more promptly or have a system. Really well, some people are serial debtors, so... Some people just are, absolutely. They're just assholes. You just can't get away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Just in respects of time, I'm trying to keep... We've gone through a pretty fast meeting. Um, Just if we could have some takeaways uh, would be awesome, like um, that you got from today's meeting. Plan for your problems before you reach them. Good plan. Plan for your problems before they... Yeah, have processes in place. So when they're bad debtors, you know what you can do with them. If you have money in your pocket, it can stay in your pocket. <laughs> but I actually like Rob's one. In fact, offering disc- if you're going to offer a special deal discounts, don't sully your relationship with your own clients by offering them a discount. It sounds silly. Yeah. But, you know, offer a discount to someone outside your norm. And yeah. therefore, they don't, you don't change the expectations of your clients. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Does that make sense? To reiterate what we always try and hold true to is to know your value and to hold your standard. Mm. Mm, that's a big one, I think. That's true, yeah. Lance, because often um, you will, you know, lower your standard by having a big sale or reducing things, yeah. and that just makes you look like you're desperate and cheap, you know. Uh, there, there is a thing in, in recruitment whereby clients will say, hey, can I have a discount? And, and, and honestly, we do say, okay, what bit don't you want? Do you not want the guarantee? I'll give you the I discount. like that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm joking. That's exactly what we say. We don't want the guarantee. We can reduce the guarantee. Um, and, you know, and in terms of, you know, if you want to prepay, we'll offer you a discount. And, and just make a rock solid. And then if you say, well, but, but so-and-so's offerings, you know, they, they'll do that for 5%. And I'd say, just say, grab them, just go for it, mm. you know? Maybe I should do that with mine. I often get people, um, I get a lot of price shoppers and they don't yeah. look, you know, I want people, I was saying to Danny the other day that say, I love your work. Can I get some shots, blah, blah, blah. Instead of going, how much do you charge for a photo shoot? That's the first thing they say. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, hold on, you know, we haven't discussed anything. You just want to know how much. They don't know what goes into it, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, um, I think if you had a, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it for a lesser price, but I'll give you smaller images and I'll watermark them or whatever, you know, exactly what you said, Lachlan. And then they'll go, oh, oh, yeah, maybe I should be paying the normal price, you know? Yeah, that's right. And part of it is in the way you word it. You say, well, I don't do that. I don't just give the same price, you know, that this is what you can, it's your choice. And it's like a like an automatic machine. They press the button for this or they unselect and, and therefore you get cheaper. You know what? So you want slow delivery on something? You can save yourself a couple of bucks. Yeah. I have a great price for the lowest level. And yeah. um, I had someone the other day ask and the first question was, how much do you charge? And it catches me unaware. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you need to look at my website. But I had to come up with the price there and there, which I do have, but it's not yeah. I like to deal with things. Generally, I say, what's your budget, you know? But this person said they had, um, I told them the price and they said, oh, well, I only have about 300. And I only want one or two photos. Mm. And it's like he was saying, one or two photos almost takes the same amount of time to take 10 photos, you know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. But, you know? But in terms of the takeaways, just getting back to here, Helen, is I'm sort of looking at everyone here, is almost have a separate product. If you need to bring money in the door, the sort of common wisdom is have a separate product. You're not necessarily a physical like product, a but a separate service. Fence it off, and then you can have it ready, and boom. You know, like Paul might have a sale on stuff. Yes, yeah, so no, I've never had a sale. But but I mean, you could have. What, what? How Paul would you get money in the door quickly? If I said Paul, you and I, um, off to off to Australia, um, <laughs> one woman in the Oh. I, I, I think there's one woman song here. Um, example here, and that is that um, if I'm online, then I can alter my income almost immediately if I want to. Mm. But years ago, I had a shop in town, and I decided I was going to have a sale. And I went from you know like a small A4 to you know like a lot of A4s, mm. and then I closed the shop and I ended up with you know like the white all over you know ESA, da da da, and then I ended up with ads online, blah blah blah. Have had I had that sale just on my front um, window? 
I would have not turned any extra money over maybe at all unless I was lucky. As it was, I advertised it everywhere and I ended up with everything gone in about three weeks. So there are some products out there, right, that you cannot turn over quick. Right. And um, if I was having a look at academy training and I think, okay, you know, if I want to turn over some money real quick, there is no chance that I'd be able to do that. Absolutely no chance at all. Right. We just need to finish the meeting. Um, anyone want to have any topics for next week if we do this? Uh, we've got advertising, brand recognition as in the pipe for other meetings, but was anything that we sort of gleaned? That guy that spoke yesterday, what did he talk on that could have been interesting for us that maybe we could have as a topic? Because that was some good good things that we could discuss. He talked about having a bench of people that you could ask for favours and um, side you. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, sorry, going back to that, guys. Um, the one thing for the takeaway really is if you're going to discount, have a separate brand for your discount. If you look at all the big boys, yeah, you've got Spark and you've got Skinny. Yeah, yeah. So you've they've basically made it a separate brand so it doesn't burn their prime brand. Absolutely, it's like a fenced off. Yeah. Mm. You like use that. What's the one they had? Free to me or something? Yeah, yeah. It's like what I put there. Have a go-to product that you can sell quickly, so it could be something completely different or a different. Yeah, brand. but fence it off. You might not do it under Helen Oaks. You might do it under Quick Quick Picks. Or yeah. Another solution yeah. at the moment is having online courses. So when somebody wants to know how to set up a website, can they do it? I yeah. say, why don't you buy my course for three hundred dollars on how to set up a WordPress? Yep. Website. Yeah, and you could promote that. Yeah, and yeah. that. But I want you to do it, and I go, well, I'm not doing it for three hundred bucks, mate. But sit there and watch the video and do it yourself, mate. You know, yeah. you know like even yeah, you, know, you know, like an ebook as well. You know, you could have you know, like whatever it is, you know, like and divide it up into. Um, However, you're able, you know, like to get to the market in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah but you've, you've got to write the ebook. You, well, you've got to write. Yes, you've got to have all the products first. But yeah, <laughs> you know, they don't all. Yeah, but yeah. what? Who was this guy, by the way, speaking? Okay, guys, it's very Tony. hard meeting here. But anyway, <laughs> it was Tony oh. Wheeler. Tony Wheeler. Tony Wheeler. Cool. Okay, so that's cool. So I'll leave it for next week's topic because we. Well, well I'm I'm a I'm a starter for brand recognition. Okay. Brand. Yep. I like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Mm. That sounds very good. I really Both appreciate brand that. recognition. Yeah. Oops. It's gone quiet again, Danny. I know. I'm trying to finish the meeting. Oh, okay so passionate about it it's really cool sorry i'm a bit grumpy today I've had a long week so excuse me for my behavior <laughs> Man, i like your top by the way wouldn't ever go get interrupted all right so uh thank you for listening to our think tank meeting i hope you got some insights from the meeting today and please do uh, feel free to subscribe and listen to other podcasts that we do and um we will uh, be discussing brand recognition i think was that the topic i think it was next week Yep. Uh, yep, brand recognition for our next week's topic. So if you want to tune back in, we hopefully will give you some more insight. Thank you for listening. Bye.